Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. So today we're in Matthew 26, verses 31 through 75. And before we go and start reading, let's go to God in prayer. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for who you are. And I lift up this time and I just pray, Father, I pray for your Holy Spirit to guide us. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd come, that you'd show yourself, show your wisdom, and that this would truly be your message. It wouldn't be anything from me or even Charles Spurgeon or anybody else, but it'd be your words that we long to hear. And I pray that we would hear your wisdom, that we would incorporate it into our lives and grow closer to you so that you may be honored and glorified more by our lives in some small way. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So today we're doing kind of uh, part two or version B of chapter 26. 26 was is pretty long and has a lot of important elements to it. So I just thought we would we could stop and just break it into two. So anyways, with that, let's go ahead and... Uh, and start reading at verse 31. Then Jesus told them, This very night you will fall away on account of me. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead ahead of you into Galilee. So I just find it interesting that Jesus is being pretty clear about everything that's about to happen. He's talked about being crucified. He's spoken about, you know, being killed in the next two days. Um, He's covered a lot and he's been pretty, pretty clear as to all that's going to transpire. Verse 33, Peter replied, even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. I can see me saying something like that because I have quite the ego and I can be very proud at times, and I can see the same element in Peter. I also see in myself times when I may have been boasting, but then I can't deliver on it. Verse 34, Truly I tell you, Jesus answered, this very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. But Peter declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the other disciples said the same. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet, not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray that you will not fall in temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. Then he came back. He again found them sleeping because 
their eyes were heavy. But he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. So I find it interesting that three times, you know, Jesus says Peter's going to deny him three times. That all the, the other disciples say, hey, I'm, we're, we wouldn't abandon you. We won't abandon you. We will always, we'll die for you. And three times he comes back to these three who were basically his original apostles and disciples. And there they are sleeping. Now, I don't, I don't fault them. I would, I don't claim to be any better than them, but it just goes to show that despite the way man lets God down, he doesn't give up on us. He still loves us and still is willing to die for us. And you see the pain that Jesus is in, the sorrow. He's, he recognizes a terrible event is going to occur. And he's praying, Lord, if it's possible, remove this from me, but your will be done. God doesn't promise, Jesus never promises that as Christians we will have a safe and peaceful life. Verse 45, Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come, and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Again, he uses Son of Man. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priest and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal with them. The one I kiss is the man arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Again, notice he doesn't say Lord. He calls him Rabbi or Teacher. Jesus replied, Do what you came for, friend. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put back your sword back in pl- put your sword back in in its place, Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father, and he will at once put a dis- at the, my disposal more than twelve legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen in this way? You see, God has a mighty army, and it's at it's at his disposal, it's at Jesus' disposal, but He knows what has to happen. And as he says, but then how would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen this way? In that hour, Jesus said to the crowd, I am leading a rebellion, or am I leading a rebellion that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching and you did not arrest me. But this has all taken place that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted him and fled that must have been a disheartening event that they all ran away but he knew it would happen verse 57 those who had arrested jesus took him to caiaphas the high priest here the teachers of the law and the elders had assembled but peter followed him at a distance right up to the courtyard of the high priest he entered and sat down with the guards to see the outcome The chief priest and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they didn't find any, though many false witnesses came forward. 
Finally, two came forward and declared, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Are you not going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent. The high priest said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. You have said so, Jesus replied, but I say to all of you, from now on, you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, He has spoken blasphemy. Why do we need any more witnesses? Look now, you have heard the blasphemy. What do you think? He is worthy of death, they answered. Then they spit in his face and struck him with their fist. Others slapped him and said, Prophesy to us, Messiah, who hit you? Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said, but he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway, where another servant girl saw him and said said to the people there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath. I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, Surely you are one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses, and he swore to them, I don't know the man. Immediately, a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the words, the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. So, what a terrible night, right? Peter, you know, Jesus has sat there and he's blessed them all. They had, they had the, they had the, um, the last supper. They then, you know, professed their commitment and then they all ran away. And then Jesus tells Peter, hey, you're going to, you're going to go and betray me. And he says, not I. And then one of his own, one of their own betrays Jesus. And then Peter does. And yet Jesus continues down that path to a terrible end and even beyond that he puts up and deals with humiliation being spat on by the leaders of the church or the the synagogue the chief priest and yet Jesus looks and knows and has so much love for us it's the only thing that you can say to put up with everything that has happened and to have at his the tip of his tongue, the ability to call down a legion or 12 legions of angels to rescue him, to kill all these people, to destroy them. And yet he doesn't. He instead takes their abuse and submits to it with strength, but he still submits to it. It takes incredible strength not to call down the angels. He doesn't even need the angels. He's God. He could destroy the whole world 
at the utterance of a word. But he doesn't. He shows the strength. Because he loves us. Because he knows the only way we can be saved is through his death and that final sacrifice, which has been pointed to throughout the entire Old Testament. From Genesis through Isaiah that we read, we've read and read and seen that it all points to Christ coming and dying for us. So with that, let's go to God in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for your word. Thank you for loving me despite my massive failings. In all of these people, I see myself in my behaviors, in my tendencies, in my character. I see the, f- the flaws of, of pride and arrogance from the Sanhedrin and the Pharisees who think they know it all and that they're so important, they know everything. And they look past the miracles. And they spit upon the Savior of the world. I see myself in Peter who says, I'm better, I will never fail you. And then he fails that very day. Not only does he fail by denying, but he fails by even staying awake by his friend's side, by his Savior's side, his Lord's side. He can't even stay awake. And yet through it all, you loved me enough to go and submit to this abuse and this death, to be the ultimate sacrifice, the final sacrifice. So Lord, I'm thankful and I'm grateful for you. I just pray that I would bring you honor in some little way with my life. I pray that today I would do your will. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.